0: all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. Thank you, Lord, this morning.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Praise Team. You can be seated. Good to see all of you this morning. You know, uh, I, you know, I think a million thoughts during praise and worship, I'm sure you do too. Sometimes you get lost in God's presence, but sometimes his presence activates things in you and you see things, hear things. I always thank God for all of you, like Paul said, making mention of you in my prayers. And, you know, I I realize that, you know, I'll, I'll share my heart with you for a minute. When you lead people you know that you don't have anything unless God gives it to you, okay? I mean, that's easy to figure out. But you also trust in that what God gave you, they're gonna get. So you, if you spend all your time thinking about your deficiencies, you, you get a wrong perspective. You gotta understand if God called you, he anointed you. And, and the power of connection to a ministry gift. And, and I look at your lives, and I know this in my heart. I've watched it, and even in my own life. If you can move past all the familiarity, and you can move past what your mind tells you, there's a spiritual connection that's made. And I hope this don't sound too crazy, but your life will improve because of that connection, period. when you get connected, the supply of that anointing is what comes into your life. And... You know, I've connected myself a lot to a lot of other ministries over the years and I've enjoyed the benefits of being connected to them. And I encourage you today to, to reassess what you're connected to because the, the ministry gifts function. Like I always say the same thing. Jesus had no choice. The woman drew the anointing out of him and he had to say, who touched me? So sometime, please forgive me, the gift can be ignorant, but your faith will activate it. You, you hear me? In no, other words, Jesus didn't know. He just said, Virtue went out of me who touched me. It wasn't based on Jesus' faith in that situation, it was based on her faith. So you're never without, if you, ha- if you can make that perception and that connection, you never should judge anything by humanity. You've got to judge it by divinity. You know, humanity, I've never seen a human that didn't come up short, make mistakes. And do stuff wrong. Sometimes it even looked intentional. But even if it wasn't God. If you repent God gets you out. But you got to have. A, a, a spiritual mindset. That you, that God gives you what you need. And you can tap into it with your faith. And uh, I walked away. And I, I never got to talk to them speakers. Never got to shake some of their hands. But I sure got something. In, in, that, in that realm. That I was able to put into my life. And an anointing was transferable. Now, just to touch that for a minute, you can go to a meeting and come back with an anointing, but if you don't nurture it, it'll diminish, and it'll go in the closet and get dust on it too. You have to feed it, you have to nurture it, and to keep things that God gives you, you have to pay attention to them. Well, if you would, uh, turn to Mark, or Matthew 16, please. Would you please put that up, sis? We're going to talk the, a little bit here. It says... Uh, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed thou art, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And we'd go for 18. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We're talking about the church this morning. So what, doesn't, what causes the church to be an overcomer? It, it, it's not necessarily your Bible knowledge. It's the revealed knowledge you get. It's the revealed knowledge that where your faith gets, comes. Faith comes where the will of God is known. How many of us have read the Bible and not known the will of God? You can have preconceived ideas, read the Bible, and walk right out of the will of God and have all that Bible knowledge and quote scriptures the whole way, but the revealed knowledge of God's will for you will keep you in place. The revealed knowledge about healing will get you healed. The revealed knowledge about prosperity will bring prosperity in your life. It's the revealed knowledge that changes your life. As a matter of fact, it's nice to know the Bible really well because when God's Holy Spirit starts to reveal things to you, he pulls it out of the archives and he starts to reveal to you things that you read many years ago. You can know them in your head, but until they are in your spirit and until they are a reality, it's kind of like that aha moment. you ever have one of those? You think, aha, is that how that works? Well, you can know a lot about God, but not enjoy the benefits of God. So revealed knowledge, it's like I say, it's when the lights go on, all right? So I want you to think of it from that side. And uh, John chapter 3, verse 1, please. I'm just laying a little bit of a foundation before I talk too much. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews. And uh, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi... We know thou art a teacher that come from God. For no man does the miracles that thou do, except God be with him. Nicodemus knew he was from God, but he still didn't know who he was for sure. And he didn't know things because Jesus said to him, how can you be a ruler in Israel and not know these things? Isn't it interesting? He knew enough to know he was from God, but he really didn't know who he was or what he could do or why he came. So sometimes we get up to knowledge and we have just enough to get started, but we don't have the revealed knowledge, the one that takes you into victory in the areas that, that you need. Knowing the word is wonderful, but knowing the will is really good. Knowing the why. And uh, I think the whys take longer, and I think when you're building a church, you have to be patient like a farmer because you're cultivating a crop of people who are gradually going from faith to faith and glory to glory to glory. You you can go to meetings and get dabs of things, but when you have a leadership like this, you're cultivating lives of people all the time, and you have to be able to help them navigate through deaths, births, divorces, poverty's, and all those things. You have to help them navigate their way through all that and come out with the, what the word says. So it's it's a lot bigger. You have to stay put. Uh, so Nicodemus knew, but he did natural knowledge, but no revelation. How many of you would you say that a lot of the church operates in natural knowledge, but doesn't have revelation? They still have all the same issues that they still have all the same statistics. That's scary. But the world's got the. We got the same statistics the, as the world does in so many areas. There's, there should be a significant difference between our lives and their lives. Not because they're bad, but because we're supposed to to know better. We're supposed to have something that they don't have. And so how can they get it, get all attracted to us when we, they, they have what we They feel like they have what we have. Because it's not visible to them because of the kind of lives we live. And I really believe that in, in the faith realm, years ago, that was probably one of the most damaging things that happened is the mimicking of faith preachers without the preachers getting the faith message in their heart and then trying to reproduce it in the lives of people. And it produced mechanical people and they called them the blab it and grab it because somebody needed, to, they needed to have a revelation of it, not just the, the uh, method. Because a method, I don't believe methods deliver you, it's your faith that delivers you. Your faith that carries the power to change it. And you know... Uh, I was, I was looking up script. script not, you know, I study words with my dictionary. I like doing that still. And I looked up the word hypocrite yesterday. And the root word was from a Greek, uh, they call them actors. Hypocrite was an actor back then. It wasn't an insult. You were an actor and you wore a mask and there you expressed the character through that mask. And what I thought was interesting is it wasn't in the bad light. It was, the, the, they were called actors. And the, the punchline at the end of the definition was to do something that deep in your heart you really don't believe. And I'm not saying everybody's hypocrites. All I'm saying is there can certainly be a disconnect in what you really believe than in what you do. And that's where the bridge needs to be made in your heart because there's a man thinking his heart so is he so to look externally for change and not deal with your heart isn't going to produce the same results I've seen people who look crazy but their heart was toward God and God would do it for them I mean they look like their theology is messed up sometimes they even say the wrong things but their heart was so connected to God and they were believing for the best that God helped them anyway now, I'm not giving you a license not to have good theology. I'm just telling you, as your heart connection is so important. And if, and if you're just going through life performing in a position of a husband or a father or an employee, I would not tell you to quit performing, but I would tell you to start going to, that, to the root of your life and find out what's wrong. Like, you can't just stop being a dad because you, you want to learn something new. You know what I mean? you got to go to work, pay your bills. You can't stop being a mother. You can't stop being an employee. But you can work on your heart simultaneously while you're doing all those other things. And the ax is laid at the root. You have to allow God to go to the root of your life to see why you're not getting the results you want with the faith that you're using. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you, if you don't think that really matters, it made David king. Because God was looking for a man after his own heart. David was a really bad actor. He slobbered a little bit and leaned leaned on a wall and started spitting. And he did get out of a skirmish, but I'm not sure that he was a very good actor. Amen? He tried to act, but God caught him. See, the thing about acting is when you try to act, God will send a prophet to you. And he'll expose to you what you don't know about yourself. The only thing that salvaged David was he he acknowledged the truth and repented. That was the only way he got delivered and got to stay king. If he would have said to the prophet, he was a king, you know, he could have had the prophet killed, he could have done anything he wanted. He was in full authority. That's interesting how a king can can snub a prophet if he wants to and ask for another one until he finds one that agrees with him. But he acknowledged his sin
0: along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week, at this time, here on this station, for another time in God's Word, which when applied to our lives will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.